Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's episode, the battle between tax cheats and the IRS is about to heat up. FTC seeks to block Microsoft's corporation's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And I'm going to talk about going deep into 2023. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am your host. I'm also the co-founder and CFO of 3T Warrior Academy and the co-founder and CEO of Age of Radio. So make sure that you go check those out. Uh, 3T Warrior Academy, you can go to our YouTube channel, 3T Warrior Academy. For Age of Radio, go to ageofradio.com. We're going to be doing a lot of changes with that website. And then also... I have my website, ageofjeremy.com, that I would love for you to check out. Um, we're going to, or I'm going to ramp that up to share more about the things that are going on in my life, setting myself up as an authority in the tax and business and finance space to build my businesses, and to share all the cool shit that I learn along the way and all the other stuff that happens in my life. Um, and so I would love for you to check that out. The mobile version of it is not that great. The desktop version looks a lot better, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and then I'm going to be doing a lot more um, of my own actual design as I study HTML, CSS, and JavaScript to prepare for something that I'm going to be talking about uh, when I talk about going deep into 2023. So I did want to talk about some interesting things that I found. Again, all of the episodes, all of the um, the news articles are in the description below. And the one that I want to talk about right now is the battle between tax cheats and the IRS is about to heat up and talk a little bit about my thoughts on this. So the agency says more auditors and upgraded technology could help raise as much as $1 trillion by forcing tax evaders to pay their fair share. For the first time in years, rich Americans who cheat on their taxes face a growing threat from the Internal Revenue Service. And despite the Republicans Party's best efforts to evoke the tax boogeyman in this month's midterm elections, it's a menace that's unlikely to go away. At issue was the 80 billion earmarked to the IRS over the next decade in President Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. Advocates arguing reinvigorating the agency after a decade of debilitating budget cuts would raise as much as $1 trillion by forcing tax evaders to pay their fair share. Opponents doubted their estimates and decried paying tens of thousands of agents to pick apart Americans' 
finances. Charles Redding, the IRS commissioner appointed by former President Donald Trump, made little secret where he stood after overseeing an agency with the fewest experienced auditors since World War II. He often expressed his long-held wish through a reference to HBO's Game of Thrones, funding to bring on the fire-breathing dragons. His term expired days after the 2022 midterms, and just before it became clear on Wednesday which party would control each chamber of Congress, Democrats retained a slim majority in the U.S. Senate, while Republicans eked out more House seats. Democrats, better than expected margins, make it more likely the former acting commissioner, Daniel Werfel, Biden's nominee to succeed Redding, will keep getting the money in future years. And so I don't know if you had remember there was like a meme or something to the effect that said that we're hiring like 87,000 IRS agents or some ridiculous thing. And that wasn't necessarily the truth. The truth is, is that the previous IRS commissioner who was in the Trump administration, um, he essentially had a problem. Uh, his name was uh, Charles Reddick. His problem was that he didn't have enough resources to make sure that Americans were paying their fair share, essentially. And so that was one of the biggest things that we're trying to fix from an economic standpoint is to make sure that people aren't cheating their taxes because a lot of people, especially business people, when they're like, oh, I'm smart, I'm able to, evade, to, to not pay taxes, some of that is, is because they understand the tax code a lot better, but some of it's also because they're hiding things within their accounting that gets them to actually reduce their tax bill. And then there's also just the regular people that just aren't paying their taxes and we're not actively going after them as best as we can. So my my thoughts on this are one, I am not 100% in line with big government. I don't think that we need um, more government. I don't think that we need more um agencies. I don't think that we need more of anything. What we need to do is be better efficient at the things that we have. And sometimes that means getting the money to these things and taking that money from other things to make sure that these things are happening. And one of those biggest things is the IRS. The IRS has to do a better job, in my opinion, about making sure that everybody is equally looked at from paying their taxes. Right. And one of the problems that always is arises because wealthy people have more money, they're able to do things that other people are not able to do. And we need to make sure that those people that aren't paying their taxes are doing the proper things, abiding by the tax code so that we can collect that money so we can build a better America. I don't have a problem with us having a military, the police. I think we overfund the military, in my opinion, and there's better efficiencies that we can do. But I don't have a problem with the military. I don't have a problem with the police. I don't have a problem with social programs. I don't have a problem with fire department. Fire departments are cool. But these things do not run efficient because we do, we always have like back and forth on what we're doing. And it's almost like the left and the right can't come to agreements where if there is a good idea from the right, the left says that it's stupid, even if it is a good idea and vice versa. If the left comes up with a good idea, the right just automatically says that it's stupid and no one can actually agree with people, even if all logic presented make sense that we move forward in this direction. And that's the biggest problem that I have. I also think that we need to make sure, like I said just moments ago, that the, the people that are evading taxes are held accountable because we need to have a fair and just system in the United States. 
I also believe that we need to not take, and this guy goes off topic a tad bit, we need to stop looking so much at what happens on social media feeds, how information is presented, and go directly to the source to get the information so we understand really what's happening or to go to um, acceptable news um, companies like Bloomberg, like CNN, even to some extent Fox, not uh, not Fox like the... Um, uh, Fox where they tell their opinions, right? But more of like the Fox News Network or CBS, getting those journal articles, looking at news that way and then going and looking at their sources, getting a good understanding of actually what's happening is a better way for us to understand the world so that we truly understand and not seeing someone's one-sidedness of the viewpoint or the situation. And that makes us all around better individuals when it comes to getting information and realizing that, okay, maybe this information isn't correct. Let me research this so I can find out exactly what it is so that I can make, uh, uh, so I can make a better decision on how I'm going to move forward. But that's neither here nor there. I think this is fantastic. I think that the more that the IRS can do to make sure that audits are happening to businesses, small businesses, wealthy people, uh, to make sure that they are being held accountable just like everybody else, I think is fantastic. That's my personal opinion. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's why it's an opinion. The other thing that I want to talk about is FTC seeks to block Microsoft Corp's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Inc. This comes from the FTC.gov website, Federal Trade Commission, protecting American consumers. Now, I don't always believe that the government gives us all of the information, but there are lots of websites that try that the government does have, like the actual agency's websites that tries to make things transparent for Americans. Um, so again, read these things, research it, find out how, what you believe on the situation so that you can inform, you can make an informed opinion or an informed decision on it and not just being led from what people say on social media. So the, essentially what's happening, Microsoft Corp, one of my favorite companies, I'm a stockholder just to lay that out there. Um, I am a stockholder of Microsoft. I have been for many, many years. Microsoft is one of my favorite companies. Satya Nadella, I think, is doing a great job with the company, and I'm excited for all everything that Microsoft is trying to do, and I support them usually because I am a shareholder. Uh, and one day I will be on their board of directors. So, but all of that aside, I'm going to try to give a non-biased opinion about this situation. So the FTC seeks to block Microsoft Corporation's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So the agency, the FTC, alleges that maker of Xbox would gain control of top video game franchises, enabling it to harm competition in high-performance gaming consoles and subscription services by denying or degrading rivals' access to its popular content. The Federal Trade Commission is seeking to block technology giant Microsoft Corp from acquiring leading game developer Activision Blink and its blockbuster gaming franchises such as Call of Duty, alleging uh, alleging that the $69 billion deal, Microsoft's, Microsoft's largest ever and the largest ever in the video gaming industry, would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and its rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. In a complaint issued Tuesday, the FTC pointed to Microsoft's record of acquiring and using valuable gaming content to suppress competition from rival consoles, including its acquisition of ZeniMax, parent company of Bethesda's Softworks, a well-known game developer. Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall Microsoft exclusives, exclusives despite assurances it has had given to European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold games from rival consoles. So... 
that piece, I agree that Microsoft shouldn't have done if they were going to not suppress the competition for the um, gaming, right? And so some of you might think, well, Microsoft owns it. They can do whatever they want. And to some extent, I guess that's kind of kind of true. My problem with this is that they told the European antitrust authorities that they would not do that. And then they did it. So that's one of my biggest problems with that. If you're going to say you're not going to do something, then stick to your word and not do it. Microsoft has already shown that it can and withhold content from its gaming rivals, said Holly Vendova, director of the FTC's Bureau of Competition. Today, we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast-growing gaming markets. Microsoft's Xbox Series S and X are the only two types of high-performance video game consoles. Importantly, Microsoft Microsoft also offers a leading video game content subscription called Xbox Game Pass, as well as a cutting-edge cloud-based video game streaming service. That being said, their streaming service is phenomenal. If they can get that up and running for all games, that would be amazing, and I believe that that's what they're trying to focus on so they can make video gaming more of a streaming service platform and then get that reoccurring revenue coming in. That's the reason why they need to have exclusive titles only for that service. Activision is one of only a very small number of top video game developers in the world that create and publish high-quality video game for multiple devices, including video game consoles, PCs, and mobile devices. It produces some of the most iconic and popular video game titles, including Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, and has millions of monthly active users around the world, according to the FTC's complaint. Activision currently has a strategy of offering its game on many devices, regardless of its producer. So the thought process is, if Microsoft comes in and stops that, then it's going to suppress the purchases and use of other platforms like Switch and like PlayStation and make it difficult for them to compete inside of that market because one of the highest game developers, one of the largest game developers is now going to be owned by Microsoft. So I understand that concern. What I believe that Microsoft should do is stick to its word and say, no, we're still going to offer those. And then what they can do is they can utilize the marketing, right? And focus how you can do get these as part of their video game streaming service, which would be different on the other platforms or not allow it. If PlayStation has a streaming service that's similar or switch, you couldn't get it on that, but you can buy the game on those consoles. That, in my opinion, would be the best route for Microsoft to go because that's what is more important is that reoccurring gaming stream revenue rather than the revenue that they would get from the purchasing of the games, which they would get anyways when they license those games off to the other platforms to be purchased. And I think that they can win this and they should be able to win this if they go with that strategy. And I think, in my opinion, is the best strategy for them to move forward. And I'm really excited about this because I would love to see the future of Activision in the hands of Microsoft. We'll be right back after this break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, so I want to talk about going deep to 2023. CJV and I, or Coach JV and I, did a video for our mistakes that we had made in 2022. And looking at those mistakes, we went to 
wide, I guess you could say, we didn't go deep enough in our core businesses. And this is something that I think happens with all entrepreneurs and all small business owners is when you're starting to get money and you build your first seven-figure business or eight-figure business, right? You People start looking at you and they want to work with you. So you take on multiple projects. Um, and in my case, it wore me thin. And so one of the things that I want to focus on in 2023 is not spreading myself so thin and really creating good efficiencies in all of these businesses. So if you don't know and, and, and you're not aware, I own 3T Warrior Academy, which is a seven-figure business. I own Blockheads, a portion of that, which is producing and launching our Merlin app. You can go check that out, merlincrypto.com to check that out. That should be coming in the mid half of quarter one of 2023. That business alone will probably be a seven figure business a lot faster than we did with 3T Warrior Academy or even possibly an eight or 10 figure business within the first couple of years. Um, just because of what the app does, the way the technology works, how much better it is than anything that's out there. And so, and because we have a really good marketing strategy that I'm not going to lay out right now um, because I'm not going to share it. And so, so I also own age radio, which is where a lot of my heart is with, with media, with radio, with music, um, trying to build an app that can compete with things like Spotify, um, things like Twitter to some extent, um, uh, things like clubhouse. Um, and so, so that's where I really want to focus because I believe that, um, A, we can create something better than what's out there. We can take some of that market share and it can position us better for Age of Radio to become, you know, within the top 10 names or top five names in the podcast space. The problem is that I've always bootstrapped everything with Age of Radio or some of my other businesses. We've raised money. We raised money for 3T Warrior Academy. We raised money for Blockheads. We raised money for Phoenix Crypto Assets. And I've always bootstrapped this. And so that's one of the biggest problems. But I think I found a solution to get some of the development done that I need to move us forward to get a better idea of how we're going to get revenue and create a subscription revenue service from some of this and move more heavy into media. And so when I talk about going deep, my number one thing when I think about where I want to go into 2023 is to go deeper into Age of Radio. Deeper into Age of Radio with one or two main strategies, not trying to increase the revenue, but go deeper into our community, go deeper into building this, developing um, our own app um, that, that can be out there, that can set ourselves apart. And then from there, then go really heavy into earning, getting the revenue up and going with it. And then the other thing is because my passion um, has always been finance on top of like radio and music and media and art and all that stuff, because that's what I specialized in, is to really focus on getting my Q financial business going. So the only things, so my goal is to not take on too much stuff because I get excited when people get excited, they need my help. I don't want to say no. And it's about me really saying no, because what ends up happening is because my skill set is, um, <clears throat> is something that it, there's not a lot of my skill set within my current community, I guess would be the best way to say it. People ask me to do a bunch of things that requires more work. And so if I'm going to do that, I need to really build Q Financial so that we, Q Financial as a group, can oversight all of these companies when it comes to their finances and some of that workload can be taken off of me. And so building Q Financial to, to in revenue this year, right? The revenue focus is going to be on Q Financial and the development and future focus is going to be on Age of Radio. And then I am going to reposition myself to not take on anything else and become way more efficient. 
And that's one of the things that I would recommend to you if you have a business is to look at where all of your time is going and how you can become more efficient in that time and focus on the activities that are going to provide the best solutions to the problems that you are trying to solve. And so I also recommend that if you don't have a business, I would recommend going deep onto the things that you want to learn into the new year. And that's also one of the things that I failed at. So when I'm setting my, you know, new year's resolutions, I guess you could say, I'm looking and saying, okay, well, if my biggest focuses are going to be Q financial and my biggest focus is going to be age of radio, should I be spending too much time on my um, learning Spanish? Okay. No, the answer is no. Most of my time should be on the web development, the programming development, being able to get that up and running, getting the website to look better, things of that nature. So I'm slowing down the time that I spend on that right? Reducing that so that I can put way more time into this development piece, because that's going to be one of the more important things, right? And then where, how do we set ourselves apart from Q financial? What are the things that I can do with that? Then I put those into my new year's resolution. The other thing that I'm trying to put into my new year's resolution is the reason why I think that I got so screwed up this year and taking on too much stuff was because I wasn't focusing on being a better of myself, right? And so one, you know, when I look at the things that I want to do this year, I want to say, okay, what can I also add in that's not going to take away from the, or that's going to, you know, be, that's not going, what else can I reduce in my time so that I can focus on going deeper into Buddhism? And this is something I've been talking a lot on my TikToks, um, going much deeper into mudras, going much deeper into mantras, meditation, um, uh, certain types of physical exercise and workouts that are spiritually developed to really focus on that place, right? And then I can take those concepts and that energy and put them in and put them into being a good leader, put them into being a good business owner. And some of the things that I'm going to focus on is uh, one doing a lot more um, esoteric meditations. And I've talked a lot about this on my um, TikTok as well, looking at the uh, the letter A in in uh, in Sanskrit, meditating on that. It's an esoteric practice in Shingon Buddhism, um, and so doing that that practice, learning more meditation, and finding a mentor in Shingon um, to help me along with my practices, which I did find one someone that I'm hoping that will help me. That's part of a temple in California, right? And then looking at like yoga relaxation and movement. Because one of the things that I, I think that I've forgot over the years is the most, one of the most important parts to being a better individual is the, the, is the relaxation, the taking care of the spine and the meditation and looking at the things that are happening in your life and how they may be causing any types of pains or discomforts that you're having in the world so that you can be better, right? So from January up until probably a couple months ago, I did not focus on myself other than like exercising. I didn't go deep into myself because of the fact that I spread myself too thin. So when I'm looking at where I'm going into 2023, it's more about focusing on the those spiritual aspects, those yoga aspects, those meditations, understanding that more, writing about it more, sharing it more so that I can become more of an authority in that space as well as I move into building my own brand and making sure that I utilize those things to become a better leader. Because when I focus on those things and I can, and you can focus on the things that are going to make you better, whatever that is, right? Um, when you focus on those things, you start to be more aligned with your authentic self and who you are. And that helps you make better business decisions. So I recommend that when you're going into the new year, do not try to do too much. 
only take a few things, one or two small things and work on them throughout the year and then reevaluate. One of the things that we don't hear a lot about when we're talking about setting New Year's resolutions is how we reevaluate them. If you're not going back to them every month or two months or quarter, that's the reason why people fall off. It's not because I don't really think it's because people didn't want it. They're not strong willed enough. It's none of that. It's because they don't re look at it to hold themselves accountable. They do it and they forget about it. Where if you put plan something where every month or every two months you look at what were the things that you said that you're going to do. Like for me, where am I at with my web design, right? And the C sharp programming for the app. Where am I with building the revenue for Q financial? Where am I at in my meditation practices, my yoga, yoga practices, my writing about spirituality uh, and those things? Where am I at in those areas of my life? If I look at those every two months, then it re-pushes me on track and I can say, okay, well, why didn't this happen in this first month? Well, it didn't happen because I didn't put enough time into it or I didn't do this or I started learning something else or I did one of these other things, right? If you're looking and re-looking at what it is that you did and didn't do, then you can make assessments. And that's the reason why people fail on their New Year's resolutions is because they don't go back and look at what they've done and where they're going and make assessments to it. The other thing is, is don't be so hard on yourself if you don't if you don't do it 100%. You, it, it takes a little bit. For instance, one of the biggest things is getting my VO to max up, being a better human, right? And so I'm doing more um, rowing and more jump, uh, jump rope. So my jump rope, I suck at it because my calves start to hurt 30 seconds in. My breathing gets all fucked up, right? So start at 15 seconds, 15 seconds off, 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Then go to 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And you, it takes time. So things don't have to be this big, this big, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a big, um, extravagant thing. They can be little steps and then going back and looking and seeing how far you've gone. If I look at my journal for my weightlifting, I can see that I most of my lifting has gone up 10, 20, 30 pounds, right? Where when I started, I can only, you know, do dumbbell curls with, you know, 15 pounds and 20 pounds. And now I do 30 and 35 pounds, right? And so you have to be able to track these things, right? So that you can go back to them and say, oh, look, this is where my progressing is. How can I get better? That's the reason why we fell. So my recommendation is look at where you want to be at next year, at the end of next year. Find the things, a few things that you want to do better that focus on your life purpose and your mission purpose, right? Not to get into it right now, but I would recommend writing like a life purpose or a mission purpose down or a family purpose. And, and so you can look at that and see if it aligns with that, right? And so you look at the things that you want to do, pick three or four or five of them, and then you focus on those things all the whole year, right? And you just get really good at those and you go deep with those right? Rather than trying to take on too much stuff, go deep with a few things and you will be a much better individual, a much better father or mother, a much better husband or wife, a much better um, partner, a much better business partner, a much better leader, a bunch better manager. If you focus on going deep into things that are going to make you better. And that's what I plan to do in 2023. So I look forward to going into the new year. I hope you do too. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast and remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We will talk with you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. If you like this podcast, make sure that you like this episode or like this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review so people know that you enjoy it so we can get it in front of millions and millions of people. I would greatly appreciate that. I hope it brings um, brings some insight into your life or some thought-provokingness into your life. Um, and as a reminder, the beginning song is a song by Spanish Love Song called um, Brave Faces Everyone. The closing song is Illuminati Hotties Threatening Each Other. Recapitalism. I use Neumann microphones. I record on Steinberg's Cubase. I use a Zoom L8 to record. And like always, be thankful, grateful, and kind. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>